The Tale of Sweeping Beauty Once upon a time, in the dry forests of Bolivia, a young king and his brilliant queen were overjoyed to welcome their first child, an amazing baby girl whom they named Pachma. The people of the kingdom were ecstatic, and from the moment everyone saw her, their hearts were filled with love. When the time came for the king and queen to have a party and introduce her to all of the subjects in the surrounding village, a very special guest appeared. Riding proudly on the back of a glowing white alpaca, the wise old woman, the wisest and oldest who ever lived, made her way to the king's modest house. The crowds went quiet and parted as she appeared, bowing and stepping back with their hats in their hands to let her pass. She nodded and smiled at everyone as she rode straight to the door. Let me see the baby at once, she cried happily as she was helped down from her alpaca. The king himself carried his tiny daughter over, and the queen held a chair for the woman to sit. The brightly wrapped bundle was placed in the old woman's arms, and tears of joy filled her eyes as she looked down at her. This child, this precious gift, will be the most perfect daughter ever, she announced. Everyone clapped and cheered, so moved by her words that they couldn't help themselves. But no one knew that the wise old woman's simple compliment was actually, and accidentally, a terrible curse. As time passed, the days turned into months, which turned into years, Pachma was a wonderful, happy child with many friends. She was very pretty, and her clothes always looked nice. She did well in school and was always helping her teachers and her parents. But Pachma was different from other people. She absolutely loved to clean. Pachma spent every spare moment she had sweeping the floors, wiping the tables and counters, hanging out the laundry, dusting the same shelves of books over and over and over again. She spent hours tidying her room and would push everyone out of the kitchen after every meal so she could wash all of the dishes. Whenever she learned that someone was sick or hurt, she rushed to their house at once to start doing their chores for them, humming happily to herself while she did. At first, People thought she just loved to help out. They praised her for being such a giving person. Then they wondered if maybe she needed a hobby, since nothing else seemed to interest her. But over time, her parents started to worry. My dear, have you noticed how it takes Pachma so long to do her homework? The queen asked the king, frowning. If she even gets one problem wrong, she will tear up the whole paper and do it again. I have noticed that, the king answered. But I'm more worried about how long it takes her to eat her meal. Have you noticed how she cuts every piece into identical shapes and sizes, and how she eats one bite of everything in order every time? Hmm... I hadn't noticed, but now that you bring it up, I do seem to remember seeing her do that. Should we be worried? The queen asked. I don't know, the king replied, 
I mean, she seems happy and healthy otherwise. I guess she just wants everything to be a certain way, that's all. But what the king and queen didn't know was that Pachma wasn't exactly happy. She ate her meals and did her homework a certain way so that they would always be perfect. She cleaned her room for hours because she couldn't sleep if she thought even a speck of dust from the forest surrounding her village had drifted into her room on the wind. So while it was soothing to clean or print her answers neatly, it wasn't, well, a good thing. There's my sweeping beauty, the queen called out playfully one day as Patchma was cleaning the dining room. Come, dear, put down the scrub brush and sit with me. Pachma immediately did as she was told. She sat down beside her mother and smiled as she wrapped her arms around her mother's neck. Pachma, what is this? The queen cried in alarm, taking one of her daughter's hands and looking it over, turning it this way and that. Your hands are bleeding. My darling girl, what's happened? It's just from all the hot water and soap. Patchma said, shrugging her shoulders. It's fine. It's most certainly not fine, the queen said sadly. You must stop cleaning so much. It's hurting you. But mother, I can't stop. Don't be silly. Of course you can, her mother said with a gentle laugh. Just don't do it. No, you don't understand. I have to keep everything clean and orderly and perfect. The queen froze, a terrible memory coming over her at hearing that word. Perfect. The wise old woman, she must have accidentally placed some sort of magic over Pachma that had made her always be perfect. The queen smiled back and hugged her daughter. But all the time they were talking, she was actually thinking about how she could find the old woman and get her to undo this before it was too late. Her daughter's happiness depended on it, after all. But the wise old woman was no help. I'm not a magician or witch or anything, the woman explained, sounding almost insulted. I didn't curse your daughter. Are you sure? Not even by mistake? the queen asked, desperate to help her child. Of course not. But if you are really worried and want to help her, you must make her understand that it's okay if things are not perfect all the time, the woman answered. After all, she was very wise. But how do I do that? I can't just leave messes everywhere. She'll be so upset. Oh, no, never do such a cruel thing to her. Instead, she has to learn for herself that it's okay not to be perfect. Everyone makes mistakes, and everyone makes a mess sometimes. Perhaps you could show her how you and her father make mistakes, and how it's okay not to be perfect. Patchma will learn in time that it's okay to not be perfect, too. The queen thanked the old woman for her advice, her mind already racing. She knew she could help her beautiful daughter, but Pachma would have to help herself, too. At home, Sweeping Beauty was busy sweeping the floor again, 
humming a little song to make herself happy as she worked. The swish, swish, swish of the broom's bristles against the floor tile covered a strange sound, though. Patchma stopped her sweeping and listened. She didn't hear anything at first, but then suddenly, there it was, a most unusual cry. <coughs> Patchma set down her broom and followed the eerie sound. She hurried outside, not even bothering to brush the dust from the steps first, listening intently to hear it again. <coughs> Patchma darted this way and that, all around the house, stepping through every kind of leaf and kicking at every rock as she hurried to find the terrible sound. <coughs> Patchma hurried to the river that ran behind the house, the one that stayed filled almost all year long. Now, in the final days of the dry season, there was hardly any water left in the empty ravine. Peering over the edge, she saw the source of the awful sound. A young alpaca had fallen down the ravine and was trapped in the mud below. Help! Someone, please help! Patchma called out, looking around desperately for anyone who could save the frightened animal. No one heard her calls. I must do something. I cannot let that poor animal sink any further, she thought to herself quickly. There was nothing else to be done. Patchma sat down on the ground, ignoring the dirt that was sure to cake on her skirts, and slid carefully down the ravine. She tried to go slowly at first so she could keep clean, but the animal cried out once more. She threw herself down the slope as fast as she could go, not giving her clothes another thought. Poor baby alpaca, I'm here, she said, stepping to the edge of the mud and waving her arms. Come this way, come on, I'll pull you out. But the animal couldn't move. It kicked and squirmed as best it could, but it was stuck. Patchma took a deep breath and closed her eyes envisioning her beautiful dress and perfectly clean hands and feet being covered in the thick, slimy mud. It was almost enough to make her want to run back up the slope and hide in her perfectly clean room, after a long bath, of course. But no, the baby alpaca needed her. Pachma opened her eyes, kicked off her dusty shoes, and stepped into the cold mud, wrinkling her nose in disgust as her feet sank with a terrible squishing sound. She bravely stepped forward, trying at first to keep her skirts up out of the slime, but finally having to let them go as she made her way toward the frightened animal. Shh, I'm here, she said softly, reaching for the wide-eyed animal. Instead of being comforted, the frightened animal kicked even more, trying to get away. Pachma was splashed from head to toe with great big flecks of mud. It ran down her cheeks from her hair, and she had to wipe it from her eyes on the collar of her dress. She could have cried at the thought of how she must look, but she knew the tiny alpaca needed her. Pachma was able to grab one soft white tuft of the animal's wool, and she tried not to look at the muddy handprint she left on its beautiful coat. Instead, she held it tightly, 
pulling the animal gently to her. As she pulled and pulled, the animal finally slid loose and landed on her, knocking her down in the mud. No! Patchma cried, looking down where she sat. She sighed miserably, but looked into the eyes of the grateful animal and felt better. Come on, she said wearily. Let's get you out of here and we can both get cleaned up. Patchma stood and took hold of the alpaca once more. This time she was ready when the little creature kicked and splashed. She was still covered in mud, but at least she was expecting it. After tugging and pulling, the animal finally slid free. Patchma held it to her chest with both arms, balancing herself carefully as it wriggled to get away. I'm trying to help, you know, she said playfully. The least you could do is hold still. And as if by magic, the little animal relaxed and let her carry it to the edge of the slope. Instead of climbing out of the ravine, the alpaca slipped and scrambled, kicking up more dust that got in Pachma's eyes and mouth. She spat it out and sighed again. <laughs> I guess I have to carry you now, she said, laughing weakly. Throwing the little alpaca over her shoulders and behind her neck, the mud from its wool sliding down her back and making her cringe, Pachma climbed back up the side of the ravine until she was standing on firm ground once more. Pachma, what's happened to you? Her mother cried as she returned home. It's a long and terrible story, Pachma began, but still she tried to smile for her mother's sake. The queen stared at her daughter, watching her carefully to see if she was upset. Soon enough, they both laughed at the spectacle of the always perfect princess covered in mud. Come on, I'll help you take this animal home, and then we'll get you cleaned up. Here, I'll carry it so you can at least wash your hands and feet, her mother offered. There's no sense in us both getting dirty, Pachma replied. I'll be fine. Really? You don't mind all of... This? the queen asked in surprise as she gestured to her daughter's awful state. Pachma shrugged. Actually, it's the worst. But it was worth it to save this little creature. After they carried the baby to its home, Pachma walked home to wash up and change her dress. Her mother gently washed all the dried mud from her hair and braided it just the way Pachma liked. So, my sweeping beauty, I'm very proud of you for saving the poor animal. I know it was a difficult thing for you to do, but was it really awful getting so dirty? Her mother teased gently. I guess it wasn't really that bad, and it was worth it to help that baby. Besides, Pachma said, giving her mom a secretive smile, it's fun to clean up again, too. The end. Thank you for listening to a Barely Bear production. Narrated by Billy Bryant.